week 30 of 2020 and the European Tour is back in action with the successful completion of their first post-Covid event being played in Austria. And so they have now joined the PGA Tour in operating spectator-free events. The cost of ensuring player safety is significant, but it's a welcome addition to the sporting calendar to see that golf can be played. In this episode, I answer a couple of questions posed by listeners and players. We hear from the Ukraine Golf Federation who responded to our piece a couple of weeks ago on the development work that they are doing. And as always, we play a short clip from this week's Ping Profile, which features Jennifer Schrager from Germany. So let's get to episode 15 of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. Perhaps the most common question we're receiving at the moment is around when Edgar approved tournaments will be up and running again. And to be frank, the regulations for running an event and travel restrictions are changing daily, which obviously creates some major issues for our tournament team. Events that meet the WR4GD requirements can be played subject to meeting governmental requirements regarding a COVID safe environment and the local restrictions. And now Edgar has reopened the badging process for events that meet the same requirements along with the Edgar badge criteria. Each event organiser is responsible for ensuring that all the necessary hygiene and safety protocols are in place. And our tournament team is working on two events specifically where Edgar ourselves are the organisers. And these would be at Formby Hall and the Algarve Open. We are in contact with England Golf as the national federation which covers Formby Hall. And we expect to make a decision on the event by the 21st or the 22nd of July. Currently, entries are suspended pending the final decision. The Algarve Open is scheduled for November and we are monitoring the situation there closely. We hope to make a final decision on the Algarve event by the end of August or the first week in September. Although we're all frustrated by the lack of competitions, the good news is that in many parts of the world our players are able to get on the golf course and play some golf. So perhaps it's not yet possible to play in competition in some countries But that time will come and we all have to remember that when we first started to play we didn't really care about tournaments we just wanted to go and chase that ball around the golf course one direct question we've received from one of the uk players was around when the world ranking is going to start up again and how it will work for events that would have fallen off during the pause period well the short answer is the ranking is on pause right now and as such no events are falling off We're in close consultation with WAGA and the next meeting will take place on the 5th of August, at which time we will discuss when we think it's practical to release the pausing. As for what happens to the events that would have fallen off in the period when pausing was in force, the pause is in place to take into account any play which may be possible without players feeling under pressure to play due to an event falling out of their ranking. The pause will be a bubble of weeks and week number one of the 104 week cycle starts when we release the pause and week two will be the week before the pause started. So I hope that clarifies the situation. Mark Taylor caught up with the General Secretary of the Ukraine Golf Federation, Volodymyr Pylipenko, and Veronika Rasvoseva the Deputy General Secretary, International Relations and Golf Development, who together explain 
where their golf development strategy is heading. So let's listen to Vladimir and Veronica. Just, just to get started, Vladimir, could you explain the golfing landscape in the Ukraine? Thank you for the question. The current landscape is very exciting in Ukraine now. From a low number of golfers, uh, which was 285 in uh, 2019, the growth in Ukrainian members has been rapid now. And we almost uh, reached uh, 500. We're trying to, to get it. And the UGF have achieved a great success in the last year, aided by a very strong strategic plan, the cornerstone of which is inclusivity and equality. In general terms, uh, this means that Ukraine will create the same energy around disabled golf as it will around its other departments. For example, women in golf or uh, high-performance golf. Uh, Ukraine actually has had a recent history of combat and the net result of this unfortunate war has been the increase uh, in disabled population. Uh, this also gives the Ukraine uh, Golf Federation a unique opportunity to assist and lead the rehabilitation of many of these wounded soldiers through a great medium such as sport and more specifically the game of golf. Well that's fantastic and I think we, we already identified that we have a huge opportunity in the Ukraine. How do you feel that the Eight Step Development Program has been able to assist your your uh, federation and your golf coaches up to this point, Veronica? Uh, hi, Mark. In fact, it has been a phenomenal start. Through Edgar, our coaches and medical personnel have been able to grasp the initial concepts and learnings required to support disabled golf. As you know, you has hosted for us a series of very, very informative webinars, which were fully attended by our PGA professionals and medical staff in which the rudiments of theory and challenges that may present themselves were highlighted. We very much look forward to your visit to Ukraine to continue with the stage second stage of the EDGAR and the R&D supported program the practical element for us and visa to the outreach centers in Ukraine. Whilst the will and energy is here, as you know, in Ukraine to develop this most important pillar of our strategic plan and appreciated to Edgar and the R&A for choosing us, Ukraine, to be one of the countries that can avail of such great support. That's fantastic, Veronica. Thank you for those kind words. And uh, of course, the Ukraine were one of our four um, countries that were, were highlighted for part of this pilot program. Would you, Veronica, recommend the EDGAR development support and its resources to other federations to help them in their disability provision? Of course, no doubts, very much so. It's difficult for us to move forward in this space without the relevant expertise as for anybody else, I think. The feeling here is that with some careful guidance and support in the short medium term, Ukraine Golf Federation will become self-sufficient and it's our aim, in fact, in the long term in being able to support disabled golfers. And thanks again to Edgar and everybody in Mark especially for all the support, expertise, everything. We highly appreciate that. Okay, well, that's uh, it's wonderful to speak to you both again, and we have been in, in ready communication over the last few weeks, and uh, hopefully all things being equal, I'm very much looking forward to visiting your beautiful country, and we can hit with stage two of our development program. So, uh, Veronica and Vladimir, I wish you uh, a lovely day, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you uh, again in the future.
Every fortnight, Edgar publishes a Ping profile, and this week we share the story of Jennifer Schrager from Germany. Here's a short excerpt from a recent interview. Jenny knows where she needs to develop her game. In my swing, the radius is shorter, so I can't hit the ball that far. So I have to concentrate more on putting and chipping. Physically, I have to get stronger and optimize everything so that I don't make too many mistakes. Growing up around golf has taught Jenny many life skills, some of which she has been able to transfer to other parts of her life. I've learned lots. I have goals and the aim is to get better. I have to stay focused and then keep concentrating. I have learned from some rounds in golf that were not so good just to stay focused and even then you can still reach your goals. It's not only at golf where Jenny excels. She recently graduated from high school and is now studying for a degree in pharmacy at the University of Würzburg in Germany. Her friends at school simply treat her as they would anyone else. My friends don't mind because of my impairment. But that is not always the case for visitors to the school or others who meet Jenny for the first time. They always look and I can tell they are thinking, oh, there's someone different. But I can't handle it. It's quite normal for me. Jenny has learned to have a 360 degree perspective and deals with the internal juxtaposition. When they look different at me, I can think, yeah, I'm special. This makes me feel more outstanding. Of course, the alternative way to look at it is not nice, especially if they look at me like I'm some sort of attraction. If you'd like to read and listen to the full story, then please visit www.eggergolf.com forward slash profiles and search Jennifer Schrager. So all that remains for me to say is I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Edgar Golfers First podcast. If you'd like to know more about Edgar or keep up with what we are doing, then you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook at European Disabled Golf Association. On Instagram, we are Edgar underscore golf. And on Twitter, we can be found at Edgar Golf. All of us at Edgar wish you good health, stay safe, and we hope to see you on the golf course in the non-too-distant future.